You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Dr. Tara Love Bites. Today's episode is about uh, nipples. <sighs> Hello, Reed. Hello. <laughs> I was trying to do the energy. I'm like, wait, wait, wait let me just do nothing. that again. Let me, I was thinking, I was thinking, hold on, let me bring the energy. One sec, one sec. Hey, Florence, how are you today? <laughs> Fucking tired, man. Tired. Jesus, tired. What's Fucking happened? Tired. What's happened to us? Is this old age? Or this is this old is this, age? This is, we say old age. We're not old. I um, um, went out to a gig last night. Yeah. yeah. You messaged me at really late. I was like, wow, Florence be out late. No, it was <laughs> nearly midnight. <laughs> Before it was, it was late for you. It was late for you, yeah. But it was so sick, though. I saw Little Sims live and we got VIP tickets. What, is that, so what does that even mean? It just sounds so fancy. Special little area with the best mm. fucking view. Have you mm. had any exciting updates this week, Reed? Well, no, man. I've been, I've been fucking, I've been, I've been sick with COVID. The day Shit. after I landed from LA, I caught COVID, <laughs> and that had that floored okay. me for the past like eight days. And it was the bank that Easter Easter weekend, and yep. it was sunny in England, which is a fucking rarity. And I was still testing <sighs> positive, and I was like, I just want to go outside and see people. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I tested negative, I went out uh, and I painted the town red. Oh, nice. With my roller skates and with lots of alcohol so nice. yeah i'm having a sober weekend this weekend how fun hey i'm excited yeah. for you thank you, you sober sex party sober sex party and Ooh, sober rave okay well i've done both of the sex parties that i've been to sober i wasn't yes. drinking there what's it what how different is it going to a, a sex party sober than it is drunk is it harder no, I mean, I had my threesome completely sober. That's goals, it's that is. It's fine. Yeah. yeah sober Actually, sex the, is goals. The first, the first time I had one drink, that's a lie. But the second party, I had zero drinks because I was on antibiotics. Yeah, I think it's doable. It's doable. I prefer being sober at these things because you get like the full experience. You're like, there's nothing. It's so clear, you know, like everything's coming at you. I completely agree. Every time I've gone to a sex party or a fetish club... It's just, it's almost wasted when you get too fucked. It's wasted, especially when you're on a date and you really fancy someone, you go back and fuck and it's just like, like, and it feels normal. I think that's the worst part. Being drunk and having sex drunk feels normal and okay. And then it's when you start having it sober, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. This is what it's really supposed to be like. Like, oh my God, I can come. Like, wow. <laughs> sober sex is where it's at. How about you, Florence? Any updates going on at the moment? Yeah, <laughs> I ended things with Julian just because he was really far away. He was very geographically undesirable, as they say, and it fizzled out. We didn't have the, well, he didn't have the time for me really because of work. And that wasn't good enough for me because I needed just some more. Like if I'm seeing someone, I want them see them yeah um, I don't want them just like them. in the background like you know so I just decided to end things there and then and choose myself even though I feel like he kind of led it, me to the door yeah I opened the door and closed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> made, it, made it a little bit easier so you would you say it was mutual well 
he has not spoken to me since, so mm. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Complicated. I'm very sad that he has not responded to that because it's just like, oh, come on, like, let's just have a conversation. Like, adults, please. Like, also, like, I genuinely liked this guy. Like, I really did like him a lot. And it's just sad that it kind of ended the way that it did because it was so exciting at the beginning. It is sad when you have such a strong connection and you go through even just a little bit of time, you know. I, it is really sad that it all has to be over and it's it's just like... It feels like a waste. Like, wow, what the fuck was that? Rather than staying friends or staying in touch or keeping civil, exchanging pleasantries now and again. Is that fucking too hard to ask for? Yeah, apparently American men just don't like to keep contact afterwards. Like, it's seems it's a pattern out here so far. Where, where, where are we hearing this? <laughs> I'm In my experience, it's a pattern. <laughs> in my experience of, of UK men, like, all of my exes don't want to stay... <laughs> I don't want to be friends. And I'm desperate to be friends with yeah. them. I want to, like, what did I, did I really I mean, fuck things up that badly? Jeez. Exactly. This is how I feel. I'm like, yeah. what? Because last in my UK exes, I could talk to no problem now. Especially after time has passed, I feel like that's yeah. okay. And there's, you know, there's several reasons why I can't stay. Fr- I would stay friends with Thomas, but there are reasons yeah. why I can't stay friends with Thomas, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm going through email exchanges with my ex at the moment. Just feels so dead and so cold, and I hate it. I fucking hate it because he's blocked you everywhere. Blocked me everywhere. Yeah, which I I understand because of what we do. You know, it's like especially if you Mm. check on Instagram, blocking people is healthy because it could just hurt you more. People on Instagram, you can fucking mute people, and also like on WhatsApp, like blocking me on WhatsApp was like final straw, man. I was like, oh, okay, you really don't want to talk to me, and I actually have to talk to you. Fuck. So yeah, it's yeah, that's tough. It's be I've been going through it with the emails. Yeah, I, it hurts. It really hurts. I'm like, who are you? I like you're not even talking to me like a human anymore. What is that's going the on? Thing it's like, yeah. how can you go from being like really good friends with someone, fucking them all the time, to like this cold, coldness, it's like ro- robotic, yet heartless, like. Like, I don't know, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel real. It feels fake. I wonder what the curious fuckers think about this stuff. Is it us? <laughs> is it, is it our, our fault? Do we just make people hate us? I feel like I'm a really nice person. Yeah, of course, but of course we're going to feel like that. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're handling it all fucking wrong. This is why I want to talk to them so I can find out why and learn to do better. Help me to help you. Fuck. Just after I ended things with Julian, my fuck buddy that I had left the next day texted me saying, I think it's best that we keep things platonic from now. Oh, of course. So, so this is cut off and I'm cutting myself off I've said to myself no more dating until June no more dating or like you know like we doing like meet was it meet cutes and fucking people or just nothing the celibacy is strong I'm not gonna say 100% celibacy because like if I did meet someone and it like went somewhere and it was like natural then that could be a thing but I'm not gonna look for it so I'm going to probably be celibate until June. 
Yeah. Pray for me. I mean, that's very brave. I don't know how you're doing that. The idea of celibacy is horrific to me. I need to pro- I, I need to prioritize myself right now. Like I just cannot be entangled in anyone else's shit. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because even if it's just a fuck buddy, there's something. If you can have a fuck buddy and there is no emotional attachment and it works and you're communicative, I think you're fine. But when every single person you fuck turns into something greater and you don't want it to, that's when you need a motherfucking break. Oh yeah, one more thing. I got my book in flesh. Hey! Oh my Here god, it yay! It's so beautiful. Wow, it's so beautiful. You happy with it? Yeah, very happy. It's crazy seeing it in real life. It's like, wow, I actually wrote all these words. <laughs> yeah, like a, something physical right in front of you. That's like really it's cool. That thick. That thick. Well, with writing. I'm not gonna be able to read that. I'm waiting for the on book version. <laughs> There's there is an audiobook version that's gonna be very sexy. We've got voice actors doing the stories it's probably better if it's voice voice actors because if it was your voice i'd be lying there getting horny to your voice yeah i read yeah, the tips yeah. and stuff in between like the introduction okay, and all like I that can but you could yeah you that won't make you horny speaking of horny so i i've had no horn for the past month being in la and having covid and i've not really wanted i mean i fucked one guy in, in la but i wasn't really looking i had kind of like a really nice detox a break from dating apps and I swear to God, all of my horn from the past month has hit me last night and today. And I don't know what to do with myself. And it's it's obsessive and it is fucking crazy. And I could not get to sleep because of it. You know, when you're just you're just stuck in that. I want to think about it again. I want to think more and I want to fantasize more. And and I was just so stuck in it. So I don't know what to fucking do. I don't know what to do. I just I need, need to get to, laid. You need to fuck yourself. <laughs> I've been doing that, Florence, and it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Get, hire a sex worker. You know what? I'm. Uh, I mean, I. I have my fuck buddy. I have. What's his cattle prod? Is his yeah, nickname? Cattle prod. Cattle prod. But cattle prod, unfortunately, couldn't meet with me this week, and so the thirst got stronger. I thought I was doing okay, man. Maybe you should book in a dungeon session. I actually have one coming at the end of the month. Okay, great. And net, like the week weekend before that, I've got my tickle event, which I'm really excited. I'm gonna get my needs met. And on Friday, I'm going to a sex party. So yeah, I'm, I will get my needs met. But why, why are you complaining? I'm not complaining. I'm frust- I'm I'm going frustrated. mad. And it's because all of these people that I'm talking to online, right? And they are okay. Riddle me this: Why is it that everyone? That you talk to online, who is like, you know, they're going to be a great listener, a great communicator, their values are aligned, but you just don't have that like spark. And as soon yeah. as somebody comes along, that's a little bit of trouble. That's like a, li- a little bit like of a threat. Then, oh my God, the horn is there and every, every all sense goes out the window. Why is it yeah, like when that? You're like... I have logic here staring me in the face and I, I still am so turned on about this person that I don't even fucking know about just because he's a little bit dangerous. What the fuck is that about? Why is he dangerous, man? Oh, because he's, he's psycho. <laughs> what? Not literally. He's just, his, what he's into sexually aligns with what I'm into sexually. Oh. Uh. I hope he's not a real psycho, Reed. No, I wouldn't go for psychos. Like, um, I well, I don't think so. No one knows. 
like it's like American Psycho. It's a facade. Well, why I find psychos hot. So again, what is with why am I attracted to the toxic traits? I know they are bad, but oh my god! Well, don't 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 say this. I mean, I just go for soft boys here, right? And I'm fuckboys. That's it. I'm fuckboy. <sighs> I personally am very ready to talk about nipples now, as it's one of my favourite subjects. Yum. Shall we get t- Dr. Tara on? There's a doctor yes. on the podcast. A doctor on the podcast. Yeah, I cannot wait to get her on. Uh, I'm, my nipples are elated. Erect. Erect. Yeah, elated. Does that even work? It does now. Dr. Tara, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you today? I would say I'm adulting this morning, so not as orgasmic as my normal mornings because I love morning sex, so I try to fit it in. But today I had to wake up early to do taxes. So my my pussy is dry right now. Fucking no. boner killer, honestly. <laughs> Why? What? You know what? How amazing would it be if doing adult stuff like taxes actually turned us on? Oh what? my God. Imagine the world that we would live in. Actually, the fetish scene would be mad. <laughs> we would have no war. Do you think there are people out there that are, are turned on by taxes? There must be. I feel like people. there's people that are turned on by absolutely anything. Oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, something mundane. Yesterday I taught a lecture on fetishes and my students yes. found some really crazy like fetishes online. And oh my you God, know, give us, give well, us. One of them is a fetish where you can only fall in love and get sexually aroused from an object that's not moving. Yes, wow, yeah, like the immovable yeah. object. I've yeah. seen I've seen documentaries on people being in love and and having a sexual relationship with parts of the Berlin yeah. Wall. Like it's Wait, a wall. What? Yeah. It's a wall. You know, like we're talking like a big concrete Fuck. slab. I've seen I've seen it on like um people falling in love with buildings and having sexual relationships with buildings. Yeah. How can um, you have a sexual relationship with a building? How do you think? Like, yeah, like rubbing, just rubbing Fro- up and down. It's it's some good old frottage right yeah. there. Yeah, it's a bit of rubbing. It's a bit. It's literally dry humping, dry humping some drywall. You know, and oh. the imagination, right? Orgasm yeah. well, is uh, I mean, the work of the brain. What do you imagine when you have a fetish for an object that doesn't move? That that's an inanimate object. Wait, is it inanimate? Inanimate and, is and, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, or an animate. I could get it if it was like a car or a bus or something because like the engine makes yep. like a vibration in the seat somehow or like, mm-hmm. you know. Which car yeah. would you fuck? Oh, oh we wow. know. <laughs> I would fuck my own car, it's a, it's a oh, Mustang shit. convertible. Ooh. Yeah, of course. Although is baby is baby your child or is baby your fuck? You know, like yeah. have you separated that yet? <laughs> The, the name of the car is Baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh ew. <laughs> well, then it's a little creepy to say it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's fucking yeah, incest it's right crazy. there, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not here. I, I'm not. I'm not turned on by my car. I love my car. I'm not turned on by it. <laughs> oh, then it's just, it's just a romantic relationship. <laughs> a romantic relationship. But if you had to fuck a car, it would be, would be baby. I would say like mine might be like, like a tank. 
Oh my god, oh, wow, okay. that voice. Yeah, Rammy, Rammy Daddy. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, just like, you know, bull, bulldozing yep. me over. Like, yep. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Squash me, flatten me. That's hot. That's fucking hot. I'm into it. Is it the uniform as well that comes with the tank? I feel like the tank's a bit of like a uniform fetish. I, I definitely have that kind of attraction. I feel like I, I look at them and. It will go into my fantasy fuck. Yes. yes. Okay. Cannot wait. I I don't know what car I would I would fuck. I would let fuck me. I feel like this is gonna sound like a cop out, but like I really love trains. I really <laughs> love tubes and trains. You know, for what's his name on on a. Uh, What's it called on Instagram? Francis Bur- Burge. Well, how do you pronounce his the name? The train guy. I don't I'm know. so into that. Like the train watching and like they're getting Ooh. so excited about the trains. So yeah. And I always think of the family guy image of just like the train going into the really tight hole, just like ramming it. We all have <laughs> pretty intense fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like we do. And that's so good. Mm. Intense fantasies are everything. We're yeah. sexually imaginative ladies. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. That is yeah. for sure. When it's when it's a movie setting, you know, like especially if you're warming yourself up through masturbation and you like start at the very beginning, you don't just come in for the cum shot like a lot of people do. It's like yes. the build up, the anticipation, the teasing, the the back and forth, the and then it's the fucking, and then it's like oh, and then the pinnacle moment of just like busting the nut, which leads us very smoothly into our warm up. Asking you what your fantasy fuck is. Is this a warm up? Yes. <laughs> this is the warm up. <laughs> this is the warm up. It's like straight in. Wow. Okay. I, I see how you guys roll. Okay. Um, <laughs> no foreplay. I, I, uh, I was thinking about my fantasy fuck. Uh, I do want to say I have so many fantasies to pick from because I do I have a very active sexual imagination and because of my job I I think about sex every single day it can be exhausting right it can can be too much (laughs) yeah either making content or like teaching as a professor in the classroom like I'm always thinking and talking about sex so so sometimes I'll just think of something really crazy and you know I feel like I've read many studies that show that more women than men are ashamed of their sexual fantasies, especially if it's very taboo or if it's illegal in real life. We all have crazy ass imaginations. Have you guys seen Saw the movie? Oh (laughs) my God. One of my first true loves. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I always... I always have to remind people like, hey, don't worry about the sexual fantasy. We all have crazy ass imagination. Like we have murderous imagination. Have you seen movies? Like that's an idea on paper and then on the silver screen. Like there's some crazy movies. So it's okay if you think of like a sexual moment that's like, oh no, this can't happen because it won't. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to distinguish between a fantasy and a bucket list because a yes. lot of times when I share a fantasy, someone will be like, well, that doesn't sound like it's, you know, possible. I'm like, yeah, because it's a fantasy. It's not a bucket yeah. list. If I was to put, you know, like f- getting fucked by four people and then bukkake all over my body, that's a bucket list. That's not a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> it's doable. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. it's a doable it thing. 
Yeah, it's actually a really good thing because we used to ask this question like back in the day when we had our old format and a lot of people's fantasy fuck would be something that they, you know, just want to happen in in their life. And I think maybe that's what I would come up with when I was asked that question. But I think like it's really cool to think, okay, like what would be my fantasy if like it never fucking happened and it could be absolutely every Uh anything? Then you can get real crazy. Yeah. 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 Aliens, uh, yeah. machines. <laughs> One of my absolute <laughs> favorites. Oh. Everything. Cars. Um, yeah. Cars. Cars. Yeah, cars. You can get fucked up by a tank, for God's sake. Tanks. It can work. <laughs> In oh, my so mind, good. we have a very sweet relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's so loving and caring, yeah, except yeah, to get you know, rammed to it's fuckery. It's a, like. a big teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. So my sexual fantasy goes... Um, I've thought about this quite often, especially if I like run into cops. I live in downtown LA. There's so many cops around. (laughs) And I also like one time had like a pretty like mild, naughty exchange with a cop when I got pulled over back when I live in Arizona for college. Oh my God. I need to know more. So that was like a real life thing. But then I imagine from then like, Ooh, okay. The scenario would be like, you know, I'm drunk. Which is like, you know, drunk driving is terrible. Not not gonna happen, but like, (laughs) I'm drunk. The devious consent, like, oh, okay, it's touching a a vein, yeah. I'm drunk and, you know, I'm just leaving this like BDSM club. So I'm wearing like all red BDSM, like leather Mm, outfit, right? Super sexy. It's cold, so my nipples are really hard. Of course. And like, you know, I picked up a boy uh, from that club. So he's in the passenger seat. I'm driving. I'm drunk. Right. And I'm sloppy. So I'm swerving everywhere. And so two cop cars <laughs> like uh, pull, pulled me over like, boo, boo, boo. and then I'm like, yeah, oh, shit, fuck. I'm, wow. I'm so drunk. Like, I'm going to I'm going to get fucked. <laughs> like, so <laughs> literally, I'm going to get a ticket. I like I'm like, OK, I got to stop. I stop. A cop, one cop first uh, come up and it's like a, a boy cop, a man cop. <laughs> a boy cop, yeah. And he's like, roll down your window, like, okay, like, uh, miss, are you drunk? And then I said, doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, um, no, I'm not. And then he came over to like smell me because you know, when you're drunk, you smell like drunk. Yeah. You smell like alcohol. Mm-hmm. So he came over and smelled me. He got really close. And like this cop is a racially ambiguous, handsome cop. Okay. And <laughs> okay, that's not, I'm into hot. that right now. I'm into like racially ambiguous people right now. That's the kind of porn I watch right now. Yes. So like he, he smelled me and then he started like licking the back of my ear and i'm like what (laughs) yeah into this and then he's like you smell delicious oh okay okay let's go okay let's go and then and then the boy next to me turned to be turned turned out to be bi right so then now it's like kind of like a lot of tension the boy next to me like looked at the cop and was like you're handsome I like want to get in and in in my mind I don't know what the fuck car I was driving but it fits three people (laughs) yeah (laughs) and (laughs) so the boys like want to get in and then um because remember I told you there's two cop cars three Mm -hmm. more cops came by (gasps) to the car okay fuck this is so good two two lady cops <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, okay. One, one, like more, more bush. Like, oh, uh, like, oh, like I can, you know, uh, who, who should I say? Like, um, like a Tig or maybe Ruby Rose. 
Yeah. Who in the world is not bush? She's like she's like mask. half. Yeah. 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 And then another woman cop and then another man cop. And then we just ended up having an orgy in my <laughs> car. Inside yes. my car. <laughs> I'm living for this fantasy. It's oh so my good. God, this is so good. I love how detailed this is. It's literally like a porno. Yeah. And then at the end, that cop, well, at the end, okay, like I definitely got bukkake by everyone. And then the, the, the first cop, <laughs> the racially ambiguous cop, gave me a ticket still. Right? Yeah. How dare he? But Rude. it's 69 cents. That's the punchline. I love. Yep. Yep. And in the back, there's his number, and he's like, "Call me anytime." That's the end of my sexual oh. fantasy. Oh. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good fantasy. I'm loving this. Like, play like, this out in your orgy. head when you're masturbating. I do. I do. I have yeah. a very active sexual. I mean, I have so many. If this was a whole episode of just like sharing each other's fantasies, we could. Oh, but yeah. I just. Uh, I think about what what like things would be like a lot yeah you know mm-hmm. like sometimes yeah. they like walk okay. past a person in like a coffee shop i'm like oh what what would it be like mm-hmm. the, the reality or like yeah bumping right. someone and being like do you want to go fuck quickly somewhere it would be it really crazy happens, right but we could make it happen that would still be a bucket list fuck it could right. still happen yeah. even your story could still i, I mean wouldn't i don't recommend think that it. Would <laughs> But it, it's still doable. It's Is still it? Up, yeah. Where do you uh, live? No, not safely. I'm not. No. Okay, which town do you live in? I live. I live in London. A, very, a, a cop's very chill. Oh, they don't even have guns there, right? They don't no, have guns. No like. guns. Which in my fantasy world is not cool. Right. I want <laughs> to be fucked at gunpoint here. Is that like, one of your fantasies? For sure. My fantasies are fucked up though. Like, like oh, my. I'm trying to think like the one that I go to my go-to fantasy is like uh, it's basically like a farm farming people but of their sexual juices so they're wow. all strapped up it's like a warehouse full of people strapped up to these machines fucking them and making them come continuously and like they're basically the, they're gaining the energy against their will there's no cons- consent here against their will and they're getting the energy from the sexual juices and I'm just like I like hone in on one of them and I'm just like watching this girl get like fucked like wow. destroyed fucked coming over and over again she's just like literally like has gone crazy okay that's incredible that should be a movie oh i'd watch it i need to make a movie yeah you know what when i was really young i had fantasies like that i used to be sitting in like getting like a lift somewhere in my mom's car and i would be sitting in the passenger seat like in my mind like in this like weird sexual place where it was like being strapped up in this like weird machine then like people would be like just coming around you'd be like made to like fuck the other people in the other yes, machines yes okay i've had yes. this yeah 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 yeah. oh my god i've had that before like where it's just like machines like forcing people it. to fuck yeah, yeah. into yeah. it into it this episode is sponsored by Joy Club. To all the kink and fetish lovers out there, aren't you mm. sick and tired of not having a place to go to find people? Oh, it's so important when you find your community and a space to explore 
what you truly desire in the bedroom. I felt so lost and lonely when I couldn't find people with tickle fetishes. So using a space like Joy Club has allowed me to connect with like-minded people. They also have loads of live sessions and tutorials like Shibari. So finally, I can get my hands onto some rope. And for anyone living in the UK, Joy Club is free for the first year. Sign up now and we'll see you over there. That's joyclub.com. Okay, before we go too deep in the fantasies, Dr. Tara, please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about you and your journey. How did you get to what you do now? Well, I grew up in Bangkok, Thailand. I grew up in a very sexually conservative environment. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Like, my principal was a nun. So wow. there's no no more religious than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So those were the people like I learned from. And, you know, you learn not just academics but values right Mm -hmm. so from the very young age like I learned to be ashamed of female sexuality and my body because in my school if your if your skirt is above your knee you get hit on the hands and then you get sent home to like change your skirt oh my god that's awful it has to cover your knees because you know you don't want to like provoke people um, yeah, because right. that knee is just going right. to make you the so knee, sexy. My knees are fucking sexy, so yeah. you got to watch out. God damn. <laughs> so that was, that's like, that. just to give you a context of like what it was like for until I finished middle school. So until I was 15, yeah. that was the yeah. narrative every single day, right, for 10 years. And then after I finished middle school, at that point, I have always been just naturally a sexually curious kid. I remember when I was 10 or 11, I was using the bidet on my clit a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. smart. Most people yeah. go for the shower head, but yeah, yeah the bidets. Well, because in Thailand, in Asia, we have bidets. So yeah. I would always just hang out longer than usual. I like use the bidet on my clit because it felt really good. I didn't know it was sexual or not, but it felt good. So I was always so curious about that part of the body. I knew at the time that it was related to sex, but uh, like my family is so hush hush. So like, I just never investigated further. Um, Fast forward to, you know, I lived in Finland for a little bit for high school. And then so I have the European experience where people are, to me, like at least in Scandinavia, are more open minded about their bodies. Yeah, Scandinavia is more open in Scandinavia than in England for sure. They go to saunas. Yeah, naked. Mm. The whole family. Like you see your dad's dick. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's so not normalized. A weird thing. A lot of the countries in Europe, other countries have had a much better sex education than us and it really shows. I did have a naked household though. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, my no, parents I was same. I did see yeah, my parents. My parents naked, but... walked around naked. So that yeah. was good at least. It's yeah. good wow, at least that's to see that. Amazing. Yeah. That's like amazingly progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of weird. So I had that experience which kind of helped me come out of my shell a little bit about like bodies. And then I moved to uh, Los Angeles uh, to go to university. I went to Cal State LA and living in Los Angeles was um, very like being like an Asian international student coming to Los Angeles when you're like 20 is insane because Los Angeles is one of the most sexually liberated places 
like ever if you really compare to like Asia, Middle East, Africa. Like you know, if you compare it to those other places, not like certain places in Europe, I would say more like sexually open. But I would say LA is like as good as it get as like New York and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. New York, yeah, LA, sure. San Francisco, right? So coming here, like I was, I I. I went with my friends to like a sex toy shop and it was huge and all the toys are out. You can try them like on your hands. And that's just like a huge, like different experience for me. So that was the start of like my journey in mm-hmm. grad school. Uh, I studied relationships, particularly different interactions and communication in relationships because um, I've learned since undergrad that relationships is really the most important thing in life. Yeah, and other mm-hmm. things kind of come along when your relationships in life are great. But like relationships with everyone, right? Not just sexual. Yeah, yeah, like family, siblings, friends, like you have tight social connections, right? So I'm like, oh, I want to study more of that. So I went to grad school for that. I went to Arizona to get my PhD in human communication. But within that, I focus on relationships, like within the relationships. And then uh, after graduating with my PhD, which like in the PhD, I learned from the best, like my professor, Dr. Laura Guerrero, uh, studies attachment style, which oh, like yeah. she published a bunch of textbooks, a bunch of books. She's like talked on TV. Like it's really cool. And then I studied affection exchange theory from Dr. Corey Floyd, uh, who's very well known in studying twins and how men and women express affection. So it's Ooh. super interesting. So from then on, uh, I read a study that showed the number one issue that all couples have, regardless of their race, their ethnicity, their sexual orientation, their uh, socioeconomic status, is sex. Yeah. yeah. We all have, it's a, such a global universal experience, right? It binds us. Yet, <laughs> it yet there, us. <laughs> there isn't necessarily like, at the time anyways, like that many people talking about it. It just wasn't mainstream. So yeah. when I got a job as a tenure track professor at Cal State Fullerton and I started working on my tenure, I started focusing more on sex, sexuality and sexual communication. That's also where I started teaching sexual communication. And it's been seven years on that class. Before wow. that, I actually taught quantitative research. So like statistics have always been kind of what I uh, teach and study. And yeah. then uh, in this journey... <laughs> My personal story then comes in. I was married younger. Mm -hmm. And in that marriage, um, I didn't marry. I didn't marry the right person for me. Yeah, we never do. (laughs) (laughs) Those first relationships, those first serious ones. I see this as a huge mistake that now I try to educate so many younger people than me to not do this is to marry people based on their resume. Yeah. I feel like that's a very American thing. Is it? Tell me more. I don't feel like it's a very British thing to like tick boxes on a resume, but like from what I've heard other people talk about here, it's very much like, you know, like how much someone earns, like their kind of like status, like how successful they are. I feel like even on like shows like Love is Blind and stuff like that, people are looking for like a certain type, you know, like if someone's a doctor, it's like, like a really big tick on the list. Or like if it's, if it's a certain type of profession, there's some kind of like security there. Maybe you don't feel like this exists in England as much. No, I don't, I think, don't think, so. think so. No, like of course people look at maybe money and what they do for a living, but it's it's definitely not something that 
I think people just go, I don't know, it's just, it's not part of ticking the boxes or the resume is it's very different it's all about like you know like if the, if most of it maybe it's the way that England is it's whether or not you do have the sexual chemistry and if you kind of align with the same group of friends or you know maybe the class system uh, potentially if you're on the same page there but we never look at education really unless education is extremely important to you but I don't know a single person that has ever been like and they have a degree in this and it's like <laughs> yeah I think we're I, just all like wow they came from money their parents are so rich I wonder if we're in a little bit of a bubble maybe from like living in London for so long yeah so like the combination of I think the LA culture plus like Asian cultures oh yeah places a lot of importance in pedigrees yes you know yeah. it's just the truth right like I'm from Bangkok I like I don't know a single person that doesn't have a master's degree yeah wow. like in That's my mad. spiritual circle like it, it's just a thing like it's just a thing you have to do it doesn't mean you're a good person it doesn't mean you're interesting it doesn't mean you're smart you just have to have it yeah, I don't think I know like maybe two people in my friendship circle that have masters, and I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. why did you do you that? More school. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right? I would think why are you spending that money? It's like you have a ton of student loans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You could have put you could have put a fucking deposit down on a house, bro. Like, what are you exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's different. I'm, it's different for some subjects, obviously. Not shaming yeah. anyone who has a master's. Yeah. No, if you're in, sister just did yeah. one, and it's you know it's really fucking amazing. amazing. And she's yeah. got a yeah. really great job from it. That's so it's worth doing. I mean, maybe it's different because we're sort of more in the creative industry. Definitely. Degrees and, and schoolwork doesn't really have any weight. It's only it's only the experience that you have but that's I guess, important. Tara, with what, what you do, like you did need to do like I your did. PhD yeah. and yeah. everything. Yes. Like yeah. and you're like teaching the good to like all your students and like everyone on social media as well. It's really amazing. Thank you. I think um that I chose the right path for me. It does it definitely feels good and like good in my body. How are you feeling now you're out of that marriage and you were saying like don't do the tick the boxes like you need to have the sexual chemistry yeah I had like the quote-unquote like perfect husband right he had everything um except we never had sexual chemistry I just looked past it I'm like it's okay he had everything no no I know like <laughs> it, didn't last long. it only lasted a couple of years and then we had yeah. to go through the divorce which like just if we can have another episode just talking about divorce, it's very difficult. Just emotionally, physically, mentally, it's exhausting. The number one lesson I learned from that first marriage and, you know, going into like dating people was I would never date anyone that I don't have sexual chemistry with ever again. Yes. Mm, yep. Because in my school of thought, you can't build something you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's two school of thoughts, right? We learned this in school is the chemistry can be built and then either you have it or not. And yeah. after my experience with my marriage, trying so hard to build it, <laughs> I'm on a school of you either have it or you don't. Of course, you have to maintain, right? Like, of yes. course, we get bored of our sex life. Like, you know, if you've dated someone like 20 years, of course, that will happen. But it's either you have the chemistry or you don't have the chemistry. And that's yeah, my agree. school of thought. But like, I know other people are like, no, you can still like start with just, you know, not having that. And then like we can there are many different ways to grow it. I don't know. What do you think? I just don't know how you can, no, I don't know how yeah. you could grow something that isn't there. 
you know like if you're not attracted to them or not you don't feel sexual with them in the first place how do you create that they would have to change their because it's about personality right they would have to change their personality and who they were it's about chemicals it's like literally chemical attraction you can't change that shit like if your pheromones aren't attracted to their pheromones then Exactly. Kind of yeah. Like I love mm-hmm. so I'm now married again because I'm like Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm now married and I love smelling my husband. Like I love smelling yes. his yes. neck, his mm-hmm. I okay, like TMI. No, no TMI on this show. No, it's um, no, no TMI. It's not I love smelling his taint. Yes! Oh my god, I love fucking it. love, love like, it. Mm-hmm. Out, it's attractive to me. And people are like, oh my god, that's so gross. I'm like, it's not to me. Like, it's no, hot to me. It's like crack. Like, <laughs> yeah, if it's, it's literally yeah. crack. It's crack. It's, it's a little bit of that, <laughs> a little bit of butt crack. The, the, it's all kind of just mm-hmm. jumbled together. But like, yeah. I never had this like scent attraction to my ex husband or the people that I dated before. So yeah. I just like I'm like so drawn to it. I'm so drawn to scent, like the natural yeah. scent, because it's I so feel good. like it's the only unadulterated indicator of attraction. Yeah, because mm-hmm. other yeah. things we're thinking, right? Like, oh, oh, like I, I like someone who's like visually like this. Oh, they have this like job. They're a guitarist. Like, oh, that's so hot. They're like a cerebral. Like we're thinking, but mm-hmm. scent is the only thing that's like undeniable. Yeah, it's it's like very like visceral and very yeah. human. And literally, they could have like they could untick all those boxes have no job have no money right. but it's something you just can't avoid or can't ignore i feel the same way about personality you yeah. know like it doesn't really matter whether they have an educational money or all these things it's like if they have that personality if they if they catch you in the way that makes you attracted to someone they've got that voice the voice Ooh. you know then that's like <gasps> can't Ooh. can't ignore yeah. um, we we need to move on to nipples here like i have my nipples <laughs> yeah. are screaming for more nipple chat right now yeah. i want to talk about nipples let's talk about nipples <laughs> i love nipples <laughs> so uh, it's great to hear you have nipples mm-hmm. um we saw that one of your uh a, a few of your tiktok videos have gone viral especially talking about nipples it's like the most well-known one would you say i would say i'm well known to talk about uh male g-spot yeah, that yeah, yeah, but yeah, nipples yeah, would yeah, be yeah, second. Yeah, let's talk about nipples then. Yeah, Tara, what are your <laughs> top tips on nipple pleasure? Mm, okay, my number one tip for nipple pleasure for the giver is to stay focused and go all in. I think we can all agree that that we like passionate lovers. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you were like half-assing or just kind of like get there and like lick it like a few licks, like that's not going to do anything. Like we get turned on by, of course, like the physical sensation, but also like looking at someone devouring our nips. Yeah. Like they want to be there. I want to see you wanting to be there. Not like, oh, I saw this once on a porno uh, and that's it. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that one where it's like the look up, we're like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be focused on my nips. Yep. Focused all in. And I think that like that's already like 50% of the work. Now the technique is uh, the other side of the work that we can talk about. So there's three different aspects to consider. The first aspect is the pressure 
So nipple play doesn't always include licking nipples, right? It also includes uh, massaging with your fingers and hands. Yeah. It also includes pulling with your fingers. So there's many different things you can do. There's sucking, right? So I would say like what kind of uh, pressure is best based on um some of the I wouldn't say like empirical research, but uh, <laughs> but, but uh, when I talked to somatic coaches and they they told me like you know their clients enjoy this is like typically a combination of like starting with massaging the breast with the hand and then like playing like a uh, dial the knob like dial dial it in like with the fingers yes. and then start like pulling it a little bit and then start grabbing the boob. You have to grab the boob, grab the boob, yes. and then go in and then start like licking it like passionately and then start sucking so that would be yeah. like the sequence yeah. i was thinking about this like gra- there's something about grabbing the tit and sucking it at the same time i don't know but when what people don't what do it happens? both at the same time i'm yeah. like no just like hold them up and like yeah, hold squish them, them and in. suck them right squish <laughs> them together and i want your mouth over both yeah. of them or like a like a like over the yes. whole fucking thing yeah yes. you know my nipples like a harmonica yes <laughs> you know i thought about that before in terms of like what's the psychology behind it and why we all like it so much is i think like it communicates like two things intensity and ownership and a yes. lot of us like playing with the idea of ownership right if, if you you're holding oh, it it's yes. like this is like your your these tits mine. is mine yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like these are mine yeah. like you know your tits are mine so it's like yeah. uh it's like a psychology like 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 ownership you you, you want to be owned it's also really porny and as mm. much as like we might not like porn we grew up a lot of us grew up with porn so seeing a move like that is very like over over inflated and extreme mm-hmm. and it's almost like the theatrics of yeah. it and you're right 100%. the ownership is so good oh god i yep. need my nipples sucked immediately oh it my sucks. god i miss it so yeah. much i need it right now <laughs> so, okay um, i mean i'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure like you know, you guys have a good roster, so anyone will come suck your nipple today. Yeah. I'll just put I'll just put something out on socials. I've just gone celibate for a while. Fuck. Okay, oh my, my god, choice. Your poor nipples are scre- screaming yeah, I just for decided you. I need to like prioritize. Wow, I can't talk today at all. Uh, <laughs> I need to prioritize myself. Yes. a little bit, and just the sex and stuff just makes things complicated. So as much as I would like to be continuing to have sex, I just think it's easier to just like cut everything out. And I just give it myself until June. The detox. The detox It's like a little bit of a detox. It means that I'm not worrying about anything, but I have like, I have a lactation kink. Like I am fucking obsessed with people sucking my nipples. Mm. It feels so good to me. Yeah, yeah. And I, just, I know it feels good to me too. I would agree. It, can you orgasm from having your nipples being played with? Yes. Oh, what was your experience? Yeah, need to yeah. hear this experience. Well, nipple gasm is real. It's been documented in actually many experiments, so it's Ooh. definitely wow. a real thing that people experience. And there's definitely like the brain activity is similar to other types of orgasms wow mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god yeah i love that we're getting this scientific proof here yeah this yes. is what we need this is absolutely <laughs> what we need rather than just being like yeah i could come through my nipples it's like no it's, <laughs> let's read there is evidence for this <laughs> yeah there's evidence for this and it's so like it's so exciting because 
can you imagine if you're, you know, a woman, like let's say in your thirties and you've never experienced or even tried to have nipple orgasm, that's another thing to unlock. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool New to level. have like a never ending journey. So yeah, oh. nipple orgasm is real. Nipple orgasm is something that actually anatomically all women should be able to have. Amazing. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Unless you have certain conditions with your nipples because we know some women like can't feel their nipples at all some women yeah. have like certain um like uh what is it called like skin infection um so there there are small different like exceptions but yeah. for the most part we can have nipple gasm before we move on to my second aspect of, of nipple play, I wanted to say, Florence, because you're on like a celibacy journey, I highly yeah. recommend you try uh, the solo guided sexual meditation. Okay. I mean, if you Google it, there'll be a bunch come out, but you can use mine as well if you want on YouTube. I'm a huge believer of it because there's so many experiments and studies that show how powerful and beneficial sexual meditations are. Oh. It's just not talked about because it's free. Yeah, you know, yeah. like people mm-hmm. want you to buy Viagra and like buy, you know, they want you to buy stuff. But yeah, when things that are like holistic and free, it's not like promoted. But I'm promoting it now. Mm-hmm. Go listen to my guided sexual meditation on YouTube. It's free. It's there's five minute and ten minute, whatever you feel comfortable with, wow. and just follow the guide. Oh, what's what's the link? Well, what do people search for if they want to find this? Yes, so you can search for "Love Bites" by Dr. Tara, and the guided meditations will come up. There's a five minute one for beginners, and uh, I would highly suggest try with that because from research we know that we need to build sexual self esteem by trying in like small steps. Yeah, because if you try like a long one and you can't and complete it then you feel shitty about yourself it doesn't sound that long but it's five minutes is a long time 10 minutes is even longer so definitely start with the five minute first even if you yes. think you're a big don you know yeah i'm going to don't you worry okay. yes i mean i was like fuck this i'm doing the 10 minute one but i was like no 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 stop <laughs> yeah please please report back i'd love to hear from especially someone that you know talks about sex regularly i wonder like how they feel about it Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. So the second aspect of nipple play is um, sensation play. So temperature. We can try um, ice cubes. We can also oh. try um, the giver sucking on ice cubes and then sucking on the nipples. Mm-hmm. We can also try the hot temperature. Ooh. So uh, you can drink like a hot drink and then suck the nipples and lick the nipples because those different temperatures will play a role in whether or not the receiver feel higher or lower like pleasure. There's a study that show it depends on certain like receptor in your brain like some women or some people because men also like nipple play uh, some people mm-hmm. yes. have this part of their brain where when it's cold temperature they get super like intense orgasm wow that's cool wow. yeah because imagine naturally when it's cold our nipples are hard mm-hmm. yeah so it enhances like that it sends a like oh now your nipples are fucking hard you know what yeah like hard nipples are more of a turn on than soft nipples. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're cold and the aspect of you being cold might be harder for you to gain arousal depending on who you are, but 
the hard nipples like turn me on. Yeah, and also, uh, don't your nipples become more erect anyway when you are turned on? But like, one hundred probably not as much as if you were cold. But still, yeah. well, when you when you orgasm, I've noticed that my nipples just like literally like moments before I orgasm, I can feel them go hard. No, yeah, way. yeah, it's like it's like the especially if like you know when you're hot and sweaty and you've got like flaccid nipple, and then yeah. just before yeah. I come, they get really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, I would feel like that would be that's natural, like hard nipples and then like hard clit, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, swole. yeah, you yeah. Have the swole yeah. clit, swole clit, <laughs> big clit, big clit energy. Yes. So that's the second aspect is that you can play with different temperatures. Now, mm-hmm. which type of temperature, like warm and hot, or like the cold, are you more interested in trying? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really want to do both. I'm like so excited to one day like do like proper sensory play exploration it's been something that i haven't really ever delved into with partners before so yeah like i don't know what i think maybe like the cold at first excites me a little bit more yeah cold i think yeah cold is kind of like I don't know. There's something. There's something almost um, submissive about having cold play. You're like, oh my mm. god, no! Like, get away! I can't deal with it. And it's almost like, like, interesting, like terrifyingly exciting. You know? Yeah. And wow. Then, Never uh, thought about it that way, but that's interesting. Yeah, and I, there's something about the warmth of it. Warmth kind of feels very comforting and cozy and like Loving. intimate in a very different way. I'm thinking about thinking about um what they call the little candles, the the BDSM candles that burn yeah. at a lower temperature, so you're not scalding your skin. Yeah, that kind of just almost feels like scary, but not in the same way as cold. That's kind of like a warm hug. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Which now I I love that you mentioned um, the candle because then the third aspect of nipple play because the first yeah. aspect we talked about uh, the different intensity and different mm-hmm. um, ways to play with it with just the giver, right? Yeah. Would you say that these tips are good for like all genders as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend. I know a lot of men that embrace it really enjoy yes. nipple um, play. Some men, you know, that perhaps can't get over like this psychological part think it's like, oh, that's gay. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Which is like so yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's just a body part. No body parts have sexual orientation. Right. Especially not if it's your own. <laughs> no, 100%. And, you know, when people are, uh, this is a little side topic, but when people are against pegging because they think it's yeah. gay, is yeah. I always tell them body parts don't have sexual orientation. Your yeah. butthole is neutral. Right? Yeah. yeah. Also, you've got it's your hard neutral. dick in your hand. You know, yeah. if you're really thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay that's right. That's good perspective yeah, taking. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just a body part. It has no, no like, sense. sexual orientation. So yeah. why is it gay? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. so that's, that's a side oh, note. Society. But yes, so we talked about, number one, what the givers can do. Number two, um, involving, like, temperature and feeling different sensations for the receiver. And then number three is involving toys yes yes okay toys so this could be like soft like a tail um if you own one of those butt pluck that has a tail you can use that on the nipples or just like a soft thing on the nipples you can try harder there's like nipple vibrators you can also use a vibe your regular vibrator on the nipples the suction toys are great 
for your nipples. I actually have not tried that. You've got to do it with lube. Like if you're doing it, because you need the suction part to work and like... Yeah. yeah, when you get it wet, it's, it's good. Wow, what a good way to get your nipples sucked like independently. <laughs> right? <laughs> you are an independent woman. Yeah. <laughs> Only me would have come up I, with that idea. I love that. You should write a book like how to have sex with yourself, and just every chapter is uh, different ways to get different things with no partners. I I did write about that in my book. I did write about it. my book's being published next month, and it's all like it is all solo sex techniques. Yeah. I love that Amazing. y'all should get the book because i didn't yeah. even think of that like <laughs> nipple sucking from the clit sucking wow that's yeah. so good i'm gonna try that mm, yes. um, but you can up the intensity right because then you can up to like the claws like sharp yeah. claws and yes. see if, how that feels around maybe not on the nipple but maybe you're like on the areolas and like how it feels around the nipples and then you can go up to nipple clamps yeah oh my god but that okay nipple clamps are extremely intense and some people can take it but i would recommend um i've just been playing around with these they're i don't know what they're called they're like nipple nooses and it's like a little it's like think about a hairband but that's tied together with a bead you know so you can you can pull it one side and it gets it gets like tighter so it's like a little noose and that's really great if you don't like really sharp things or tight things on but you can still have something tightened around your nipple and you know hang something off of it or what I've done is like tie string to my nipples and then to my feet you know all that kind of stuff but otherwise because I don't know about you guys but I feel like in porn we see like really extreme nipple play yeah and, and everyone that I have to be like, no, 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 like gentler. Like that's too, too much. Don't pinch my nipples. You know, is it, is it just me or is, is everyone thinking that nipples just can take so much more than they actually can and no one's saying shit about it? I don't know. I feel like just everyone's nipples have totally different sensitivity levels. Like everyone's clits do. Okay. I talked to a sex therapist that told me um, that moms can take it way more than people that have not had that would make sense that would make sense yeah yeah i mean they've just they've taken their nipple to the gym right yeah 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 when you're older maybe you need a little bit more i was talking about this too like how i tried a couple of different types of nipple clamps one with that's furry so it's like not as hard and then like the harder one and then like the leather one and none of them felt good to me um but I would then I talked to this sex therapist who was like, "Oh, moms love it." <laughs> I'm like, really? "Oh, interesting." Not all okay, moms, cool. obviously, but like yeah. some that want like a more intensity and they think it's hot when because it's it, it's involved in a whole like play, right? Usually yeah. like BDSM esque mm-hmm. um, play. So yeah, there's that, and there you go, nipple orgasm one hundred and one. That was so many good tips. I also, I wonder, because I have a lactation kink, I my nipples can take clamps. Your nipples been at the gym, girl. I had like a play partner like a couple of years ago who just was really into like the lactation play and it would be like role play of him just like feeding from me for like Ooh. an hour and my nipples got so fucking sore. Yeah, because they get they 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 get so cracked and painful. Yeah, and also <laughs> lubes. We don't talk about it enough, like lubes and oils. And mm. uh, I, I, I honestly, before anyone plays with any nipples, you gotta ask them 
how hard they like it. And I don't know if you experience this. I feel like at the beginning, at the start of nipple play, it's got to be so gentle. But Mm -hmm. the more that we fuck, the more that the more sex we have, the harder I can take it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you found the same same way. It's like almost like your pain threshold changes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when, you know, the body definitely has just physiologically speaking, once we're aroused, right? Because think of like evolutionary theory, like when we're aroused, we're ready to have like take it and like, like receive the seat and like have a baby, right? In terms (laughs) of evolutionary theory, that's why when we're aroused, we have much higher pain tolerance. So when people were like, oh, I want to involve like flogging in the foreplay. I'm like, no, you you involve flogging in the middle of fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. A, or after a little while. Like you don't just want to get hit right away. Mm-hmm. Like so it true. feels almost like a turn off. Like it, it yeah. feels almost like um someone one of my clients explained it to me. It feels used. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Or you at least if you have to do it at the beginning, you build yourself up slowly. It's not just like getting spanked and like hit really fucking hard. You gotta t- start off really lightly and warm up the surface otherwise you're just going in there too hard and it can be a real shock well this has been an amazing discussion on nipples to round off this episode we'd love to ask you your fuck off story okay (laughs) um okay so this is uh this is when i was kind of i had a, a play partner who was an older guy who like owned restaurants that's all i can say um and <laughs> we have the resume i feel like that's already so narrow in la <laughs> yeah. you can probably yeah. just you're like oh is it this person and i'll be like yeah. fuck <laughs> uh, yeah. but like so he's he's older like he's okay he never told me how old he was but i'm gonna guess he's because of his kids i'm gonna guess like <laughs> Like almost 60, like 58, yeah. 50, okay. older, older than 55. Yeah, so, sounds hot. So that was my, sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> that was my play partner for like, I would say like almost six months. Wow. Um, and at first it was just like, I was at the restaurant and we were flirting and then, you know, mm. he would then like take me to these like different parties, but we wouldn't necessarily have sex at first. Like we would like make out and he would finger me and I'll like blow him but that's pretty much it so we didn't have like penetrative sex yeah we have other sex but we didn't have penetrative sex and then as time kind of goes by a little bit um he was like "Uh, you know hey my friends are coming down from sf like are you down to hang out tonight and you know it's like such a vague like okay like hang out what yeah. what the fuck what does, does it entail mean? you know like are we just drinking and smoking or are we like oh, is this a, an orgy that i have to participate like i have no idea <laughs> but then at the time i was just kind of like drunk and high and i was just like you know like yeah <laughs> sure invite your friends yeah. over and we were like at dinner and he's like okay like let's go back to my penthouse and we we went back and then his friends came and uh, I don't know uh, if they do this professionally or not, but there were three women, two men. They came in. One of the women was super like bubbly and she came up and she's like, Tara, I have all kinds of lingerie. Which one do you want to wear? What? And okay. 
I'm like, okay, we're, like I feel like this is turning into a sex party, but I'm not sure because no one is communicating directly. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yes. this is a fuck off, yeah. right? Okay, so and then yeah. at this point, I'm like, okay, like, but I don't want to be the like, uh, I don't want to change, right? So I'm like, yeah, let's see, you know, I'm I'm kind of like a hedonistic like YOLO person, so yeah. I'm like, okay, show me what you have, and then she showed me, she opened this like bag, like duffel bag, and there's like eight different lingerie. Wow. And so she's like, pick one. So so I just I pick one. I went into another room. I change. I come out. Everyone was either in laundry or naked. What? Yeah. What? And at this point, no one has told me that we were gonna have sex or like this was uh-huh. a sexual event. What yeah. the fuck? It's all. It's like they're all in the know and you're not. You're like like yeah, yeah, kind just of. size one. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So at this point, I'm like, oh my god. Um, and then. At this point, I was like, oh, okay, it's that kind of party because I'm in a lingerie. The two other women are in the lingerie. Well, two other women are in lingerie. Then all the men are naked at this point. So I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't I didn't I didn't know like what to do. Um, The guy that I was playing with uh, came by and he's like, here, let me let me fix you a drink. What do you want? And I'm like, okay, what do you have? He's like, well, I actually only have whiskey. How about whiskey? Like, you know, like on the rocks. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I guess. (laughs) Um, So then we started drinking. Then the girls started like kind of come over, like massaging my back, massaging. And then they reach over, started massaging my tits. I'm like, okay, this is happening. But I'm like, I don't want to be like gang banged without knowing these people. (laughs) You know, like I don't want this to be my like fucking like undisclosed like gangbang so i'm like oh like oh like that feels good and then i like was drinking and i turned around and i started like kind of massaging them she like you know pulled my head over started kissing me i'm like okay fuck 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 in my head i'm like fuck 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 but then outside i'm like oh yeah this is hot right <laughs> I'm, like, oh, no. I'm, a, I'm a professor like i'm so good at performing so i'm like okay like i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna yolo and and see where this goes and where, where's the guy that invited you to this? Like, he's there. He's just, is he watching? He's there. We're all there. They're, they're chatting. They're, they're drinking whiskey, chatting. We're all chatting. There's like tribal house music playing, dim lights, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. downtown LA. Like it's, it's popping. Like we're just hanging out where everyone's hanging out. The girls are being very nice. But then to me, it's kind of like, is this their professional job? I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause they're so good like at just like approaching me. Mm-hmm. So then they started like kind of warming me up. Um, and then, uh, he came over and he's like, hey, sexy, come over here. And he, I, he pulled me over to the couch uh, and he's like, do you want to bend over? And I'm like, maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a tough question uh, to answer and then, right now. And then I turn around and I said, are the guys going to fuck me? And he's like, no, 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 no. I would never share. He has an accent. Now I can't share where he's from. Then you would know exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah. He has an accent. So he's like, no, no, no. I would never share. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, uh, is he into people watching? So exhibitionism, like, uh, is he just into people watching? Are these his like sex friends that like come watch him? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I bend over. Um, he like started fucking me. Uh, these women uh, came over, started playing with my nipples, um, licking like my ears. And then, mm. you know, like did coke on my foot. Oh like, my God, stop. Insane. <laughs> One of them like put a coke on my butt crack and then do coke on my butt crack while this guy wow. is fucking me. Wow. Like, You're I'm, being fucked. This is insane. I'm like, 
what is this? <laughs> what is uh, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to admit, like the the fact that he was like, okay, the guys are not gonna fuck me. I felt better. Yeah. yeah, because I'm yeah. like I don't I want like penetration from these dudes. No one wants surprise dick. No, like, out no. Of the blue nowhere. no, no. And then so after the the girls like did coke like everywhere on my body, like you know on my neck, on my butt crack, on my t- foot, like my foot. <laughs> so far. Then they started I mean, like, laughing it, and giggling, yeah. and okay, you know this guy's like uh, about to come. I couldn't come because there's too many fucking things going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy's about to come. Uh, the girls went over to the other guys and like started, you know, fucking. They they started having a, a foursome. So now at this point, I'm just like, okay, uh, like I'm ready. I'm ready to chill. So the guy like pulled out, came all over the floor. Um, those ladies uh, immediately pull out these like wet wipes that they have with them what <laughs> and came over and like clean the floor immediately like huh. in like 30 seconds oh that's immediately wow. like, yeah okay yeah and then like cleaning service and then with we extras? just ended up being naked all hanging out on the couch smoking weed and then yeah. i'm like oh so where are you guys from they're like oh we're from we're from sf and everyone what? at this point that I'm observing more closely, everyone had an accent. Oh, wait, what's, so like, where what's is SF? everyone from? San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Yeah, okay, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. So they're so I'm like, oh, so are you are you like visiting? <laughs> like, are you, did you fly down here for just this, or are you visiting? And they're like, no, no, no we're we're hanging out. We're we're visiting and we're hanging out. This is just um, one of the stops. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Oh my god. And then I and then we started smoking, and I I started asking them, so what what do you guys do for a living? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were that like guy that I was playing with was like, <laughs> no, 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 let's not talk about work. Oh, let's stop talking about work. So then, like, we just smoked weed, and then I went home. But yeah, that was it. <laughs> wow. He That's like incredible. hired a bunch of sex workers and didn't communicate with you what the fuck yeah, was going I don't know. on. Yeah, because I mean, maybe, maybe they're he his hired friends. Them for, maybe yeah. they're his, like maybe his fuck friends, or maybe he hired them for himself and then just invited you for the ride, and you happened to yeah. say yes. Yeah. I have no, and and I wonder too if I had said yes to other people fucking me, if he would be like, yes, yeah. Yeah. Out by I'm it. getting like a train or into it. You know, yeah. so uh, I'm yeah. not sure what could have happened, but for what had happened, I'm okay. You know, like yeah. it was a, yeah. it was an interesting night, um, mm-hmm. unexpected. It was fe- I was a little scared at times, but overall, yeah. I feel like it was exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely sympathize. Like, it sounds so cool, but when you're actually in there in the moment with strangers, oh, yeah. you're like, "What the fuck is going on right yeah. now?" Yeah. Yeah, and and then you're also considering like, okay, what is everyone's like sexual health statuses? Like, what yeah. is what is like? Health does anyone sa- have I, a knife, a gun? Am I like, gonna get <laughs> robbed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know setup? any of you people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So that part was scary, but but yeah, it happened, and and I'd never forget it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I mean that's an incredible <gasps> fuck off story. That's <laughs> that a good you. one. <laughs> one to add to the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're, there's always like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have like another one, but it involves too many illegal stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Oh. Okay, we'll say we'll have to save that for another episode. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> the one time. where you come come back and talk about fantasies and divorce. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 the, 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 the dark one. The dark yeah, one. The, really, yeah, the dark one. We'll call it the dark oh. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
Tara, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us so on good. the podcast, giving us your advice and information on nipples as well and, and nipple play. It's been really Loved helpful. It. I cannot wait to try your sex meditation. Wow. Yes. I'm really excited to hear from you. Yes, definitely. If you have time, please do it. Please give me feedback. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear yeah, from especially, you know, sex practitioners and sex positive people. Yes, yeah. amazing. We'll check it um, out. Of course, before you go, please tell our curious fuckers where they can find all of you. <laughs> I love that you say fuckers. <laughs> that, that, that's your tribe, the fuckers. Um, yeah, the hate fuckers. fuckers yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dear fuckers, you can find me at uh, lovebites.co. That's my website. All of my information and social media is on it. That's L U V B I T E S dot C O. Amazing. Yes, and, and follow the TikTok. The TikTok is popping pop off. Poppin'. It really is. And curious fuckers, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it far and wide with everyone that you know, especially so that they can get their nipples played with in an amazing way. Yeah, baby. Of course, you can keep up to date with all of our stuff via Instagram is probably the best place, but you can follow us anywhere on social media at Come Curious. And of course, our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. Leave us a review and a rating and you will hear us next Thursday. Or is next it see, Thursday. See you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. Yeah, see that spells Thursday. cunt. We yeah. love it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tara. Speak soon. You're welcome. Thank you. This was so much fun. Mm.